What's up, boys and girls? Welcome back to the Next Move podcast. I am Arman Kendri, and it is my job to simplify and demystify the habits, strategies, tactics, routines of the overachievers. And in today's episode, we have Harshil Karia, who is the founder of Shebang which is an end-to-end marketing services agency with almost a thousand people in the company. And this was a intense episode. We spoke about everything from introspection to meditation and how both those things have helped him out immensely with the stresses of starting a company. As well as we talked about what is peak human performance and how do you get there? What are the tests that you need to do before getting there to realize and understand what you need to work on on yourself? And lastly, but not leastly, we spoke, I don't know if that's a word, but we're going forward. We spoke about having a side hustle versus going all in and starting your business. P.S. Harshal thinks you got to go all in. I think you're going to absolutely love this wide-ranging conversation with the founder of Shebang, Harshil Karia. What's up, Harshil? Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Hey, Arman. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. And I want to start at um, a little bit of a weird place and a little bit of a different place, but bear with me, bro. The, the question is, do you have a failure in your life where when you look back at, and you can tell me if you don't, that when you look back at it, um, it, it you know, it was cringeworthy at the time, but when you look back, it's led you to be where you are today. And it's actually helped you out in the long run. And if you do, could you kind of walk us through that? Yeah. So, uh... I wouldn't say like it's a specific instance of a failure, but it's like uh, I used to have this. I used to have this bad habit where I used to smoke pot every day. Uh, pretty much every night, I need to smoke and then go to sleep. You know, there was a phase like that, and uh, it led me to a place where. So it was. It was at a time where my company was doing well. It was growing. I used to work really hard all day. Then I'd come home and smoke pot at night. And, uh, you know, it, it led to a lot of things. So it led to me gaining a lot of weight, becoming really unfit. Then I went into this phase where it's like, I can still be fit with it. So then I got really fit. I got a six pack while smoking pot. Uh, and then I was like, you know, yeah, I've conquered this. And then there was this mental phase where I just like felt like I was really, there was a blanket on, I was suppressing myself mentally. And uh, that just pushed me to dig deeper and say that, look, you then, you know, there's more to you. There's more to you and you need to go out and find that and you need to go and seek that. And this is stopping you from doing that. So I used to complain that, you know, I want to get out of it. For three years, I complained that I want to get out of it. I wasn't able to. Uh, and then just one fine day overnight, I got out of it because I met this uh, teacher of mine and she told me that, you know, uh, Harshal, you're getting high because you're not high enough on life. And I said, that's really the problem. It was really profound for me. It hit me in the head, said that I'm just complaining about doing all these things, but I'm not doing them. And I'm complaining about making a life, but I'm not making it. Uh, so she told me that and she gave me a meditation to do that night. I wasn't able to really meditate before that, but that night I really meditated. And uh, yeah, it's been two years since that day. And I think I've had a breakthrough in terms of just where I was, you know, two years back on that day, I had a team of about 150 people. I managed now a team of 500 people and I'm planning to manage about a thousand, pe- uh, you know, like 5,000 people rather is what I'm planning my growth for. Uh, and we'll be 1,000 by next year, but we'll we'll be uh, managing 5,000 people over the next five to seven years. Uh, at least uh, I'm, uh, I'm just about setting up a second company of mine. I'm doing a lot of work with, you know, I'm doing all the work that I really wanted to do. So I think that breakthrough is... Uh, is important for me because then I also realized that, okay, you know, you got to get, you know, you want to get high on life. So I was, I used to always dream of doing a lot of work, which is impacting people, but I never really went on the ground. I used to read it in the book, but never went on the ground. So then it's been six months. I spend, uh, you know, two weekends I spend in the villages across different, different villages. 
meeting different kind of people and understanding their problems and then we spend a lot of time really putting solutions together for them so that's another third part of my work that i really want to grow so there's the main shebang business there's the second business that i'm setting up it's a, it's a business in uh, in summary what we're doing is we're trying to get human beings to achieve peak human potential uh, you know so that's what we're putting together and the third part of my business which is aligned to the shebang business is this business of creating impact with you know thousands of people and then hopefully millions in the future but that's where you know so i think that i wouldn't have had this opening if i didn't have the frustration of like you know i don't recommend that you do the pot every day uh, it's not what i'm saying but i'm saying that like you know that was a that was a bad moment for me uh, in my life for a period of time and it really uh, messed with me and and yeah now i feel like it had a role to play in the jump in the catapult but uh, yeah but i don't know if i want something like that again now. in my life you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i feel you man but dude i i have so much to ask there because it's kind of crazy that you're running three things in parallel and i want to get into prioritization and focus and all that kind of stuff dude but before we do um when you were running a business of 150 people like you said you that sounds like something that you would have wanted to do right you're an entrepreneur um and and you were heading that business why why do you feel like you weren't high on life at that at that point i don't mean any disrespect to what i was doing then or disrespect to the people i was working with or the the work that i was doing it's just that i felt there's more to do and you know that it it's about that time that for me there was this whole journey of uh, self introspection which started so up until then and i guess it came to me a little late in life to a lot of people it comes a lot earlier maybe to some people when they're younger uh, for me personally it came when i was 30 so it came to me where this whole process of self introspection started and you know in this process of self introspection i started understanding myself and i started understanding that look here's this guy who is a big people pleaser so i started doing some like you know i started undertaking a lot of tools and tests to understand me so here's this guy who is a big people pleaser he's low on conflict orientation you know he's he's not really good when it comes to conflict he's good when it comes to understanding concepts and this is me and then i was trying to think that look you know if this is me on a piece of paper i can be a lot more like that's what i felt so then i started creating the version of me that i wanted to be and then i started working towards that and uh, i realized that look all of these other things that i'm doing in life are not really helping me do that um uh, and it's not just about like i don't know it's not just about making a name or creating an impact it's just like at the end of the day you have to be honest with yourself also right like you know who you are you know what you're capable of and you know you're going to give it all to that guy so like it was kind of like that for me like it's not like i didn't feel i was enough it's just that i felt like you know you just owe it to yourself there's there's more inside so just you know you owe it to yourself to to put your you know you know your 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 leg on the gas you owe it to yourself and you got to you got to do that dude i i think that's awesome and i think you know i i don't think 30 is late dude i think a lot of us don't know when it takes even maybe 40s 50s for a lot of people so i want to ask do you what test did you take and is that the only thing that you did to introspect did you meditate on it how did you kind of figure out the whole piece of the puzzle toward what you wanted to be so first on meditation you know i think meditation is not like you do it's not something you do once or twice and then you suddenly get like a lot of things you know it's like a it's a constant process so like uh, i it, it wasn't just one test it was a whole lot of tests it was like this one test was uh, i don't remember the name of the test off the top of my head i know that there was the personalities test this is great website 16personalities.com which if anybody is looking they can check it out because it gives you a sense of your personality type and you know the things that you things that are important to you within your personality type uh, so it gives you a sense of that um, there was also this uh, shapes personality test so it gives you a sense of the shape that you are so you like circle a lot of the words that are important to you and you kind of uh, you know you you kind of understand the sh- the the dominant shape that you are so are you more analytical are you more 
you know like bottom line oriented and leadership oriented are you more creative are you more emotional you know so it helps you understand those kind of things um so a whole host of tests like there would be like 14 15 tests and in fact that's what i'm actually programming into my second business you know like when i say peak human potential because i've gone through all these things so now i'm bringing some of that into uh, artificial intelligence which kind of takes you through all of these tests and then kind of brings you to saying that look you know these are the meditations that are good for you these are the workouts that are good for you so uh, yeah i mean it's a lot of that a lot of that stuff that i went through myself that i'm trying to like put into and i also know that you know if i if i say that the business i'm trying to build is uh, building peak human potential i need you know and i like the sound of that i like it it feels like me so i also then got to ensure that i reach peak human potential so that then i am you know able to show me as a proof of the pudding when it comes to people saying look you know it goes through this exercise because if all of us are more open aware conscious more just i mean just more aware of things then the world will be a better place so that's that's why i'm doing this yeah and yeah I also to answer this other part of your question about uh, you know about about the meditation uh, you have to i mean i realized i started doing 20 minutes every day then i moved it up to 30 minutes then there were times when i was doing 40 minutes a day and moved it back to 30 minutes a day but it's it's a process that you go through always to just open up different parts of your mind and then you start realizing that okay this, this is for me this is for me it's a very slow burn it's um like i don't think you can put it in a book really that you know or like prescribe i just think that sometimes you just got to have the faith and do it and it works because it's at the end of the day it's about you shutting your system down and connecting with what's inside you so the moment you start connecting with what's inside you you find the you that's really inside you that's sitting that's you know there without all this other bullshit of the way you're supposed to be and the way the world thinks you're supposed to be and you know the way your past programming is and all of that it's just you so i think like that's why i really enjoy that process and i want to get on meditation and then i want to really touch on the personality i want to go on that those tests more but does it come to you you feel while you're meditating or is it you've you've rested the mind so that after you meditate that's when all the thoughts really come to you or are you thinking while you meditate so you're not supposed to be thinking of too much while you meditate and mm-hmm. you know feelings come in so it's not really a thought that comes in it's a feeling that comes in and then you just let that feeling pass and then once you're through it it'll come back to you in your life you know the dots will start to make sense so that's a little bit of uh, that's a little bit of how i've experienced it i mean you're not really i mean it's not like you go into a meditation thinking that this is what i'm going to do some people for some people what works is that they journal before the meditation but really personal positive and you know really like uh, proactive journaling saying that i am i am this so like a lot of the manifestation work is around that saying that i am i am creating my company into a global company which is the first indian company that takes marketing and technology services from india to the world and then you would be more specific because you will journal about like something that you're doing and a new domain that you want to create so i am creating a vertical on it consulting by talking to this guy and hiring this guy and evaluating this guy and this is what's happening so you kind of like put it out before you it's like an intention that you put out then you go into the meditation and then sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't but you know i think it's it's not about like the meditation tied in i think both are two separate things i think the intention when you put it down it's like when you put down that intention it's just your your focusing your mind to think about what you really want and then you're going into the meditation and then you're coming back out of it and then that's why it's a practice i right? like it's something you've got to do every day it's like it's it's not something you can do uh you know even if you work out if you just work out your muscles once in a few days then you're not going to get as great results as you you will get if you do it every day so i think it's it's a bit like that i don't know if that answers your question but but that's a, that's what it is for me yeah dude that that makes a lot of sense and my thing here is right and and we'll get on to meditation and visualization but when you get this personality test right back from whatever test you've taken and it says let's say you know you're an introvert or you're this or you're that right what do you what do you do with that information right because there's good and bad of each right being an introvert is great for some reason it's it's bad for some reasons 
how yeah. do you think about um, that concept of using what you have been given? Do you dive deep into the areas of strength or do you try and work on these weakness areas that, that they've identified? So uh, there was a therapist I was working with and he told me something very good, uh, which I think is useful to everybody, which is that, you know, what you are given as part of you is your toolkit. And you can choose to really use this toolkit in the way that you want. So I don't think really there's a good or a bad. It's just, it is what it is. And then you're going to use that for yourself. So there's one side, which is your purpose and the other side, which is your toolkit. So your purpose is, this is what I'm built for. This is what I really feel like I'm strongly meant to do. Uh, you know, those kind of things. And then your toolkit is, this is the body you're blessed with. This is the circumstance that you've been born in. Uh, you know, these are the traits that you have. Now you decide how you want to make the most of it and then just really submit yourself to the process. So it's not really, and then there's like anything in life can be improved, right? Like just anything. So, so if it's just like that, you are your own personal project and then you keep on improving yourself. So just as a, as a time reference, dude, did you do these tests while you were still working at Foxy Moron, which is the company you founded first, or was this directly after? No, this was after Shebang. Oh, this was after Shebang. Yeah, yeah. So my, my life in Foxy Moron was like, basically, I was a workhorse. I was an ox, just working all day, like tilling the soil, tilling the soil, uh, creating you know, like department after department, signing client after client. I was like, typically like, you know, that guy, if you uh, see in Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara, Hrithik Roshan, you know, the guy who's the investment banker and he's just on the phone all the time. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but I haven't. <laughs> yeah. But like maybe your listeners have, and uh, you know, I was a bit like that guy. Uh, so, and I left because I just got, I think I just got burnt out. I also, you know, I, I also knew there that I was bearing a brunt of the weight and I tried to tell my partners that I'm bearing a brunt of the weight and they just said, no, you're not. And I said, no, I am. And uh, then I wanted things a certain way and I wanted the vision to be a certain way and it just didn't work out. So I said, you know, then it's fine. I can, I can just do it my way. And uh, so I went and set up Shebang and I did it my way. I have two co-founders at Shebang as well. But uh, I lead the vision. So like that's, I have no problem working with co-founders and working with leaders who are, I enjoy it. I, work, I, I enjoy working with leaders who challenge me. But in this business, I knew I had the vision to really structure the business the way I wanted. So that's what I did. That's, that's very cool. And you, you were saying you were, you were getting burnt out. You were working all the time. So how is your day different now versus when you, we're at, we're at Foxy Moron and kind of what have you learned from that and apply to your day now? Do you have to really burn the midnight oil every single night when you're starting a business or can you be more intentional with your time and, and have a little bit more balance? See, I think, honestly, I just don't buy this concept of, I think life is a balance. I don't think it's about work or it's about life. You know, like there's a good friend of mine, uh, Christopher Engman, uh, he runs a company called Mega Deals. Uh, out of Stockholm and he said that you know you've got to basically build a life that you don't need a vacation from so I don't like I don't really see my work as something I need to plug out from but that's just me because I've tried to integrate all of it you know so like I've tried to integrate shebang and then I'm doing this bit of shebang for good which is in the villages which is my weekends essentially this weekend I'm not in it unfortunately but like next weekend I will be and like that's part of my work so to me that's like very ingrained with my work then I'm building this other company and you know this other company is very closely linked to just like shebang is about creating and building these individuals who are taking the best of Indian talent all over the world this business is also like just about elevating people to peak human consciousness and like so to me it's like linked in some way uh, and it's linked to the shebang for good also because they also are lifting people up and then there's a bit of the music that I do so I write my own music and I, I sing a little bit uh, you know so I'm building myself as an artist 
if you are listening to this that's the that's the part that's the weakest of mine so you know if you if you just go to spotify and you just put my name harshil karya you'll see two songs one of them is called urjare and one is called urja bandeya so they also i write my music to inspire people like my songs are written around that uh so like for me it's like an in orchestra which is kind of coming together and uh you know these are the most important things in my life so like and apart from family of course family is the other very important thing in my life but like the people i work with the people i'm really like spending a lot of my time with uh the people who are you know who are who are inspiring me as i go along on this journey they're the most important for me so like i don't have a life beyond that and i'm okay with that like like by a life beyond that do you mean like doing a lot of social stuff like going out to bars restaurants do you with with friends and stuff do you put that into your day or is it it does it have to fit in one of those buckets that you talked about earlier yeah it's it's not it's not a part of my day honestly like right mm-hmm. now like i don't have a sunday evening plan i had a sunday morning plan i went to do uh, calisthenics with a bunch of my friends and you know we were trying to figure it out but it's also like calisthenics is an exploration for me and it's uh, it's it's part of the app that I'm building so you know one of the things with that is i get to experience different aspects of life and i get to feed it into whatever i'm building or like last week i had a, this long meeting with a friend of mine he's a monk and uh, he's 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 a monk with uh, the iskon so the international society of krishna consciousness and he's a monk since about 13 years there and i spent about 3 hours with him chatting uh and he's a good friend of mine now because we have like constant exchanges um and we are yeah, we ate at a restaurant we ate at you know at govindas in chopati if you come to bombay they got some great pizza because they're, they they all the monks they learned from an italian chef so the pizza is amazing uh but uh, yeah so we was we were sitting and talking about like you know just just various kind of things like i learned a very important concept for, from him which is that uh, you know e- like similarly to the personality types that we have which is the which is the western concept the vedic concept also has similar personality types so you know the the kshatriya the brahmin even the shudra is actually a personality type shudra is actually not like down trodden caste is just a type of work is just a caste system is kind of rewired it now that's a that's a different topic altogether but i get to learn all of these things and within a social setting or a social interaction so yeah i mean i'm happy with that uh and and i'm uh, yeah i mean I, i i i i have no complaints like so that that stuff gives you energy right but do you and and this is um this is a question as someone myself who who tends to focus on what i am trying to achieve as well right but then i often think dude like and i i wonder if you if you think this do you think like oh shit you know maybe it'd be good to just go out and you know have a great time or do you just not consider that a great time and you consider what you're doing to be a great time and that's fulfilling you for those kind of things as well yeah i mean it's it's not no it used to be that like it's always had this constant conflict of like should i be doing this should i be doing that like you know am i going too overboard and then i just became comfortable with the fact that look this is my life this is how i want to structure it this is what i'm comfortable with this is who i am so i just got comfortable with that and once i got comfortable with that i'm like yeah cool i'm comfortable with that you know like this is what i'm going to do and uh, and yeah i mean there will be some people hurt along the way so like maybe i don't see my friends as much as i used to uh but uh, you know it doesn't mean that i don't care about them so i do i do catch up with them and then i'll make sure that when i catch up with them it's like a it's a little more meaningful as an interaction you know so so yeah i mean like it's not like so i mean you can't ignore social life we're born in a world and we are social beings and then we feed off the energy of people it's just that you got to figure out for yourself what's important and what's important in your life and you know that kind of stuff I don't know if that makes sense it's not like a really prescriptive answer but I don't think it's about that I think it's just you got to find what you love doing and just immerse yourself in that and then if if you really love it then you won't feel like you're you know you're uh, you're missing out got it dude and I I want to get on to prioritization of everything because you have so much on your plate right but 
what, what do you do to create energy, man? I, I know, I know you meditate and stuff like that, but hustling, like doing what you're doing all day, like even if you love it, right? Like for example, I love playing mm -hmm. football, right? But you can't do that all day because your body can only yeah. take so much. So how do you, how do you create, even if, how do you create that energy for yeah, yourself? So I, uh, I mean, for me, I'll just tell you what works for me, which is that I, I do try to wake up as early as I can. So like between five and six is my ideal wake up hour. I'm trying to make it five always, but not been very successful at the moment. Uh, so I don't want to say that I'm successful. Maybe next time I speak to you, uh, it'll be five always, but, uh, yeah, so I try to wake up as early as possible. As soon as I wake up, I'm just trying to visualize my day. So I'm just trying to figure out, okay, this is, these are the real key important things that I'm going to do today. Like these five things. And then I put that down. And then I really put an intention to what I want done out of those five things. And I say, this is how it's going to be. I then go into a bit of a yoga routine. So I do, I do my yoga every day. That's a lot of like it, it gives me a lot of energy. It's something that I've been doing now for a year almost. And it gives me a lot of energy. It's something that I feel like as a workout, it suits me a lot. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of scientific stuff within yoga as well, which I've now grown to understand and embrace. Um, so that's what I do. And then I have my meditation. And uh, then I've, uh, you know, I, I do have like, I do have a great support system to help me do what I do, you know, like, because I've got a, I've got somebody who's like uh, an assistant for me who takes care of my personal stuff. So if I need to book a ticket, if I need to order some clothes, like, I mean, I just have like white and black clothes or gray clothes, you know, so like it's easy, but he just has to order them. Uh, or if it needs like, uh, you know, I don't know, just like, I mean, I use, I use a bike. I don't use my car. So I, if I need my bike service, he'll go and get it done. Uh, he also drives my car when it's needed. So if I need to go somewhere, then I'll see him with my bike at a juncture and put it into the car and then we'll, we'll go wherever we need to go. So I have that. I've also got an assistant who helps me with writing my email stuff. So, uh, you know, I just send her like a lot of voice notes. She puts the, she puts the email out. So, by, so she works in uh, another time zone. So in the night, I send her all the emails that I want to send. So by the time I wake up, like at about six o'clock, I've got like 15 emails in my inbox, which I have to proofread and then send out, which is written by her. So I just, you know, that makes my uh, note making, note taking a lot easier because in the day, I've just got like a small book in my, in my pants. And then I've just like taken the notes in rough. And then in the night, I just narrate whatever I need to be given as orders. Um, so that's that. And uh, yeah, that's how I structure the, the first part of my life. And, you know, then I, so I finish my meditation, I spend some time at home with my family, and then I'm off to work. Um, and then work is, yeah, and then that's like, basically, you know, work is meeting lots of different kinds of people. And, you know, I really enjoy the people I work with, I really enjoy the company of the people I work with. So what's great is I'm always finding somebody interesting. And, you know, somebody who's pushing me and, like that's what's good about it. Uh, so I'll cycle to work. I'll finish the whole bit at work, uh, finish the whole shebang. And then uh, I also, now I've started doing my food where I just, you know, I switched to a, I switched to a vegetarian diet about three years back. So I used to be like this, I could eat anything under the sun. And then I read this book by uh, Dada Vaswani which was uh, about uh, how, I mean, he just makes like some really simple points which was about how like our teeth are not meant to like really cut out raw meat. And then how, if man was really, um, you know, like if man, if you were able to kill the animal and eat it too, then you can be non-vegetarian. But otherwise, you know, if, if you can't, then you should be vegetarian. So some of those points, like they really resonated with me. And I said, okay, you know, now I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the need to eat meat. I would be a love, I would be a big seafood eater. Are you a, are you a meat eater? Yeah, dude. But I, I, like you, I've kind of reduced it. And the reason I reduced it, bro, was because I, um, I was in Coimbatore actually. And you know, those stalls where the meat just hangs down. I was yeah. like, shit, dude, that is very, that was, that was, it felt so like unnatural to me. So I kind of said, you know, similar to yeah. you, I was like, this doesn't seem right. So I, I've cut it down a lot, but I do eat meat. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was about that, you know, like when you get food cooked, 
it looks a certain way but when it's killed it looks a certain way and you don't see it that way uh, so that resonated with me and then i said you know i'm i'm going to turn vegetarian and then i uh, recently i went to this uh, govardhan eco village which is a great place in palgar of bombay uh, which is run by uh, again it's uh, run by iskon i just happened to be there you know like that's where i made some of these friends these monks as friends and uh, i i heard a talk of radhanand swami which was uh, you know by a friend of mine who was interviewing him and uh, she said eco village and i googled eco village so i went there and uh, there i met with gorangadas uh, he is uh, the head of the eco village you know the body that they run there and it's a fantastic body because they support about 1500 farmers with crop and they have this whole bhakti going on and they have this you know this monkhood going on and they have like a lot of uh, uh you know interesting village development work going on but like i saw him like he was boundless with energy and then i heard that he eats only once a day so uh you know like a good meal once a day so i'm kind of in that diet right now which is this once a day kind of diet but really nutritious so i have this uh this 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 guy who sends me the food he runs a company called ahar veda which is the food the science of food literally it means that ahar means food and veda means science so the science of food so he's perfected these vedic cooking techniques uh, so it's like kind of like a vegan gluten free diet which he sends to me every day uh, monday to saturday that's what i eat uh, so that's also energy and uh, yeah and then like throughout the day i'll do some kind of like workout or something in the middle of the day you know just like 25 pull ups or whatever something like that uh, yeah but that's a bit of i mean i don't know if that's like that's not a timetable but that's a bit of how i'm trying to run my life right now and uh, i don't feel like yeah i mean a lot of days is challenging situations there will be deadlines which you can't meet and there will be all of that stuff um but i try to prioritize on what's important and what's the main goal so for me running this company shabang to make it an a global company is the main goal so everything that aligns with that goal is important and the rest of it i try to get different people to fulfill the other goals uh so it's you know one of the other exercises that also did is what do you prioritize what do you delegate what do you tolerate and what do you accept so what do you prioritize what do you focus on what do you delegate what do you accept uh and what do you tolerate so i don't know if i already said tolerate but basically you know you kind of like put a lot of that together and uh, so you know what you know what you need to focus on and then i i'm just trying to perfect always what i'm trying to focus on and that stuff i do in the morning really helps me because if i'm because if it's not on my priority list then even if it's something unless it's like super super urgent and it's linked to my overall priority then it gets in otherwise it's got to be figured out some other way i mean and it figures itself out also so obviously i don't leave things hanging even if i've delegated something always follow up on it so that's that way i've tried to build a pretty strong uh, follow up mechanism that i've write down every little thing so that even if my brain doesn't remember it's written there and at the end of the day there's a lot of that um sometimes there's a lot of shouting screaming abusing if you don't do the job right i get angry pretty quickly but not not angry for angry sake but just like you know i mean it's a disrespect to the work that we're doing if you're not able to do it right so that's why i get i don't like that but yeah that's a that's a bit of how i try to run my uh, operation shit dude there's so much to unpack there bro but i i want to start with when do you end your day what around what time and kind of what what time do you go to bed uh about 10:30 Ten thirty, okay. So you still yeah. try to get like seven, eight hours of sleep. Seven, yeah, like six and a half, seven hours, yeah. Six and a half, okay. And dude, I, the the thing I want to go into next is, and by the way, I I've been doing twenty two hour fasting for about a year. So if you get onto it, trust me, for me, it like streamlined my energy so much. I didn't, you know, feel like taking naps in the middle of the day and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's really. So we're kind of doing the same thing then. Yeah, dude, have you been doing it for a while? Uh about now 4 months. So right. not not a year. But right. like these are these are new things, you know. So I like a lot of a lot of this journey as you go on this journey of exploring yourself a lot of these things are like you know, you keep adding stuff. 
And dude, like, you know, a lot of people, when I tell them I do this, they're like, how the hell do you do it? Right? Like, you know, it doesn't make sense to them because in India, it's very structured. You do breakfast, you do lunch and you did do dinner and you do not miss out. But what I tell them is, and I don't know, I'm interested in your experience as well. The first week is really shit, right? The first yeah. week you, you're shaking and you're like, you're feeling awful. It's painful. It's yeah. painful, but dude, after a week, you feel good as hell. Was that how it was for you? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, man. So it's, I, I recommend people try it. And, and do, you, do you like fast for extended periods of time? No, I've never done that. I've never done okay. that. It's not something that I've experimented with, but maybe somebody tells me why it's good and I, I don't mind giving it a shot. Yeah, I feel it, man. I, there, there's this person called Dr. Dominic D'Agostino and, and he's very big. He's on the ketogenic diet and he's very mm. big on, on extended fasting for like inflammation and all this kind of stuff. So check him out. Mm. I'll send you a few links. Dr. Dominic? Dr. Dominic? D'Agostino. So D and then like a hyphen... Agostino. Ah, okay. Yes. He's actually come on the podcast. So I'll link it down below and I'll, I'll send it to you as well. Sounds good. So dude, I, I kind of want to flip switches a little bit. I, I really like, you know, thank you for going through your day. Um, and I want to flip onto a little bit more of a business kind of line of questioning. And mm. one of the things that I heard when I listened to the Ranveer show, when you were on it, and I'll link that down below as well. It was a great interview. Um, when you started Shebang, dude, you went all in. You put your savings, you hired people, and you didn't have a customer yet. Can, yeah. can I ask you, why, why did you do that? How did you feel the confidence to do that? Um, yeah, so let me answer the why. The why was a business decision because I wanted to play – I mean, I wanted to play not in the little league, but I wanted to play in the big league and I wanted to play with the biggest customers and I wanted to give those customers and those large corporates the confidence that, look, you're not dealing with a, with a small ship. You know, you, you, you always want to work with the best and you've got the best right here in front of you. So if that means investing X amount in talent and X amount in resources, then I'm standing here in front of you saying that, look, I'm ready to take your work and I'm ready to pitch for it and fight for it. And I'm ready to serve it well. So you don't have to have a lot of questions because sometimes with a large company, you have a lot of, really just a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, when the guy is giving you an order, when the guy is giving you a large contract, he's also putting his own reputation on the line. So when you've got a few things sorted, like you've got your IT security top notch, you've got your you know fire compliance top notch, you've got top notch talent that is going to serve the business, you've got great processes, you've got... Uh, infrastructure, which is sound, your, you know, all of that stuff, which is, which is there. Um, then the guy is de-risking because then he's like, okay, Harshal, you know what you're doing. You mean business. The other thing is also it tells the market that, look, I mean business because it's like, you know, I've, I've left, I mean, and it wasn't like at the time I was not, I, I was well connected with a fairly large number of clients having slogged my ass off for the last seven years uh, with Foxy Moron and really running the ship there. Uh, so I knew a lot of the customers and it's not like I was, you know, entering the market new. So I didn't have the confidence to win. So I was entering a market, which was similar. I was, I was adding more offerings, but I was, I was entering a market, which was serving similar customers. Uh, although I didn't go after exactly those same customers, but customers knew me. So I needed to tell those customers that I mean business. I needed to tell the market that I mean business. I needed to tell talent and employees that I mean business. People can't work with me because I'm not here to take the next 10 years to come back to where I was. And then, you know, we'll fire. We're going to come back to where we were on day zero. And then we're going to go guns blazing. And we're going to build the biggest company India has seen in the services, marketing and tech space. So, you know, I wanted to give that signal. Wow, dude, that's, that's insane. And, and just before I get into the next line of the, off of that, did you give yourself a break after you left Foxy Moron to start Shebang? Because you said you were burnt out. Yeah. Did, how, how long did you give yourself? Uh, it was about uh, 14 days. I was playing a lot of Assassin's Creed and Hitman. <laughs> dude, that's crazy, man. 14 days. Okay, so you, you went in, you started this business, you made a big ass. No, but adjustment. you know, now it's, uh, now it's like this. Now I don't get burnt out. I don't think I'm going to get burnt out ever 
because mm-hmm. I've built a life. I don't need a holiday from like every day is a holiday from basically. Like I like yeah. what I, I like what I'm doing. So it's not like it's oh shit I got to do this podcast with Arman. Now I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I'm enjoying this podcast, so it's good. Like I'm not going to regret it or like. Mm. So it doesn't take anything away from you. No, I mean you are adding to me, so thanks <laughs> for that. Appreciate that, brother. But, dude, so I, I want to ask this, man, because I, you know, when when I when I was hearing you say that, bro, like it, it kind of gives me a little bit of a. Even though you had the reputation, right, and you you worked your ass off, that's still a huge fucking investment, dude. I my question is, if you had someone, and let's say one of your friends or an employee was looking to start their own thing, right? They don't have the credibility that you built over seven years. Yeah. And they're going into the services space. And yeah, how do you how do you get started? Do you stick with work and do this as a side hustle? Or do you feel like, man, you just gotta put it all in and, and go for it? Yeah, I feel if you wanna build a business, you gotta go all in. If you really understood that you wanna do the business, you gotta go all in. It's like a, according to me, a side hustle doesn't work. So I wouldn't say do it. The way I did it, I'd still say for a guy who's entering the services space bootstrap, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, so it's, it's just about perspective, right? Like if I'm trying to build a hundred thousand people company, then the investment that I put in at the start in hindsight, when we see the company being a billion dollar company is going to be like peanuts. So it's going to be like bootstrapping only in a way. So, you know, then that's, that's, it's about perspective there. Then it depends on like, you know, the kind of shift you want to build and you know, what kind of, what kind of uh, framework you're operating in. So for me, if I'm looking at a 2025 year horizon, I would say like no regrets. I think this was the right decision worth it. Uh, if you're starting again and you don't have that kind of credibility, then obviously putting expenses and starting a running tap of like 40, 45 lakh a month, 50 lakh a month, uh, run rate going, is not a smart idea if you don't have the customers. So, uh, you know, I mean, play to your strengths, play to your surrounding and like play to your circumstances. Uh, But obviously try to beat those circumstances over time. Why do you think that a side hustle doesn't work? I mean, it's good as an exploration. Then once you've figured out that this is what I want to do, then you go all in. Then what, what are you waiting for? I think, yeah, I think, well, at least for me and I think for other people, and I debate this question a lot, honestly, it's like, you know, especially in a COVID world, I guess that's a, another excuse we all use. It's like, what if shit goes wrong, right? And you don't have money to fall back on. And you know what? The, the other thing, I actually want to go down this path. When you did this, right, you, you have to downsize your life. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. How did you do that? And, and what, what was that experience like? It was amazing. Like I would say that anyone who's, you know, it's part of the hustle. So my salary came down from earning like five lakh at least a month to earning 20,000 bucks a month. Okay. <laughs> so, so you can imagine what happens with that. Uh, so I had to, I had to ask my family for money for my rent for a few months, uh, which they were kind enough to give me. I had to stop going out. Basically, uh, I had to be. I had to change my wardrobe completely. I had to get these. I used to get these fancy tailored shirts from a uh, nice little, uh, you know, like a nice little shop, bespoke shop in Bandra. They would be fit to me, and you know, like I had to basically go to Future Bazaar, Big Bazaar, and like uh, really buy you know, like a, a bunch of these pants, which would suit me in this new avatar and these t-shirts, which would suit me in this new avatar. And I had to stop, uh, like my weekends were not at a fancy restaurant. And then my, you know, at the gym, I had to get let go of the trainer. I had to choose a cheaper gym. I had to, I mean, a lot of those things, man. So it's like, you know, your whole, your life gets more, you, you'd cut out all the fat in a sense. Um, and you just focus, focus, focus. And it's like, it's, it's a good experience. I would say like this was, this was, and I was still smoking the pot though. Like I was still at that phase where I was in that part of life. Uh, but even in that part of life, I was doing this. And then I was like, you know, so it's not like I was a dumb dodo, like a, like a potato just lying there. You know, like I was, I was still trying to make the most of my life. And that's when I was trying to push, push. So like this one part of you just push, push, push. 
and then there's one part of you which is a blanket and then you're like look these two are not going together so just move this blanket and unleash mushroom bloom yourself you know that's what you need to do um so yeah that's a little bit about how it came together shit dude that's insane like looking back it it might be right you you look at it and that's an amazing experience and it's kind of come to your essentialism and it kind of relates to your meditation and all that kind of stuff i i feel but at the time was that shit dude like letting go of all of the comforts did you did you kind of hate it at the moment i i didn't hate it it's just it was it was tough i didn't hate it but it was tough it was like you know um it was like any uh, 26 27 year old who is in a social circle and you know you got a you got a like i remember for example there was this like wedding i had gone to in abu dhabi a friend of mine had invited me and you know like nice wedding at the emirates palace hotel and you know beautiful setup and that was before i was before i i quit foxy moron and i was like that's the kind of life i'm living and those are the kind of people i was living around basically like really you know living the high life uh and i just couldn't see those people anymore basically uh because i just didn't fit into that paradigm anymore so i guess in a sense it was a blessing i i didn't think much about it because then by that time you know i mean like and that's how life is it it just puts a few it just puts a few uh like it it works itself out so by then i was having this bill of 40 45 50 lakh a month to pay not still having enough work i'd have to like really throw myself into the work to be able to make it balance and then like you know cut the loss 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 till your break even and then i didn't have time to think about anything else i was just thinking about that so i was just doing that i remember there was this one event that we did for a customer we weren't in the events business we took up an event it was a bad decision but like you know then once you made a commitment you made a commitment and uh, i was awake for two nights continuously three days two nights just till that event didn't get done perfectly and the end of it also like there was this rush of energy at the end and then i went to sleep at night and i think that was that last you know i think that struggle ended and i think the struggle of my struggle at shibang also ended because then i think times are changing but it was a bit like that you know God damn dude how the hell did you do that like how many coffees did you have to keep yourself going I I don't know what I had on that day but I I remember the feeling insane dude but like so so now when you look back it's it's awesome so how do you how do you create and this let, let me ask it from my perspective right from my perspective if i was to do something like that and i think a lot of people will have the same thing you'll have to give up your apartment and and you'll have to move into you will live with your family or or live in a smaller place and that kind of stuff what what did you like tell yourself in the moment cuz it could have gone all wrong right like shebang could there's there's a chance right yeah i need to so what did, what was your self talk at, at that moment saying look i got to do this and i don't know what was it what was it so arman i think you know like to be honest in my first year between my first and my second year i almost and i've spoken about this also but i i almost sold off half my company uh because it was not going all right it was going wrong in the sense that i was losing i was losing as much money as i had planned but there's a difference between losing your own money as you had planned and actually losing it so there's a difference so that's what you know you can mentally prepare yourself for that and then there's a difference and i i quoted an investor he's a biggie in my business and he wanted to buy half my company um and i negotiated with him for about 9 months if i remember correctly just different elements of the contract one after the other one after the other one after the other it was just like i was stringing along biding my time trying to buy time to see if the you know the chips turn chips fully hadn't turned but but then i i went on and then i was like no this is what i'm meant to do i'm just going to do it so it's you know i i think therefore the answer to what you're saying is there is no answer that conviction has to come from inside of you 
you know, the, that conviction has to come from inside you that this is what I'm meant to do. So if you're going to be in that in-between zone, like what if this, what if that, like, yeah, I mean, sure you, you know, and at the end of the day, it's life. It's a simple life. It's not that complicated. If you, if you fail, you will get a job. I mean, like there's a smart guy like you is going to get another job. If you fail at best, all your savings will be wiped out, which means that maybe you won't be able to buy that house at the time that you want it. But so what? Because, you know, you're not going to leave this life with your house back with you. So maybe it'll come a little late and you're still going to find a comfortable apartment to live in. And uh, I mean, these are all like, you know, we create these fears, I feel. But also, I think it's, I mean, like on the, on the flip side, I don't think everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. It's not like, it's not like you've got to be an entrepreneur. It's just like you've got to, if that's your life's calling, that's your life's calling. If your life's calling is to be an amazing part of the job that you're doing in the company that you are and your company's got a strong purpose, then that's great too. There's like no judgment there because as long as you're managing your life, you're fulfilling your purpose. You're like really achieving consciousness. You are focusing on all the things that are important. You're serving mankind. That's what you need to do in life. You know, Dude, that's awesome. And I, I, I want to end here and I want to end with, with one question, which I've had in my head throughout the, entire interview and you brought it right at the start was dude what is like what is the definition of of peak performance for you uh, what i just mentioned is peak human performance peak human like peak human potential so each one each one of us has our own potential it's like uh, you know some of us are born with a very large bottle some of us are born with a smaller glass some of us are born with a container and you just achieving everything that you're capable of that you're born with is peak human potential, according to me. Wow. And I think there's no judgment. Like the, the one who's born with the glass in this life is also good. Like just make sure the glass is full, you know, and that's peak. Dude, that is awesome, man. I, I, re I really like that. And honestly, this has motivated me a lot. And I think it's going to motivate a lot of other people. And, and, I really like the tactics you shared on energy and all this kind of stuff. So I'll put that down below. And I just want to ask one final thing, man. If people want to follow you or find out more about you, you've already talked about your Spotify. I'll put that in the links below. Where, where, where can they go? Uh, Instagram. That's where I'm a little more active. And uh, LinkedIn. What's so you your, just search for me. What's your Instagram? Instagram is Harshal J. Karia. Okay. And... Uh, uh, LinkedIn is linkedin.com slash Amazing dude. And I just want to thank you again for coming on, dude. I, I really, really thank had you. Time. Thanks for inviting me. I had a great time as well. Thanks. Your questions were amazing. And the way Thanks, you structured man. the conversation. Remember I was like telling you that, uh, you know, I've just done this podcast. I don't have anything new to say. And, um, I haven't said anything new to be honest, but you're a good, cool guy. So I enjoyed speaking to you on that. And uh, you've got a great energy. So I'm wishing you and your podcast and your side hustle and your main hustle and every hustle all the best. Appreciate that, man. I wish the same for you. And thank you to everybody for listening. See you guys in the next one.